Multiple factors have been causing the demise of coal as the fuel of choice for AEP and other utilities. So we have residential customers all the way up to large industrial customers, all of which are interested in the transition. A lot of it's around the economics. A lot of it, those same businesses of their investors expect them to have a more sustainable business model. There are a lot of questions about AEP's future and what will happen to employees whose jobs have revolved around coal. We have this very large transition, and I recognize that this is people's lives. And the challenge for us is going to be the opportunity is going to be there, but it may not be in the same location that they're in now. On this episode of Connected, the AEP Employee Podcast, breaking down the business realities. So when I get calls from investors, what they're looking for is where is the company going to stay up with these changes from an economic and climate change perspective? The changing economics, expectations of customers, and requirements of investors that are moving AEP away from coal. The utility industry is going through a major shift in how power is created for customers. Fossil fuels, once the lifeblood of the industry, are now being replaced for renewable sources. We're starting to see these changes at AEP, and there are a lot of questions. To help us understand these changes and the impact they're having, we have Paul Chodak, Executive Vice President of Generation, Toby Thomas, Senior Vice President of Energy Delivery, and the former President and Chief Operating Officer for Indiana Michigan Power, and Darcy Reese, Vice President of Investor Relations. So the first question, we're seeing AEP add more renewables to the system, and we're moving away from coal. Can you tell me more about why AEP is making this move away from coal? You know, it's not really a decision that AEP has made. It's not a unilateral kind of decision. It's being driven by, number one, what's going on with uh, climate change and responding to that, recognizing that there will be a price put on carbon. And number two, because there's going to be a price put on carbon, people that loan us money, banks, investor groups are all looking at that and they look at the risk associated with that and basically they say, hey, we're not going to invest in your stock if you have more than a certain amount of coal. And we're also not going to loan you money. Now, here's, here's, here's the rub, Bailey. Our job is to take care of our customers, and we need those investors, and we need those bankers to really want to support AEP. And if they see AEP is too risky because we have too much coal, then we're going we're to have a problem. Additionally, our job is to provide our customers safe, reliable power at the lowest cost that we can. Right now, that is not coal. If you just look at the economics of it, you know, prior to any CO2 regulations or anything going into effect, all the folks at our coal plants will tell you they are running much less just based on economic dispatch of the asset. In other words, wind and solar have zero variable costs, right? They have no fuel costs associated with them. So they're actually cheaper. And natural gas has been at historic lows for some time now. When natural gas is down around $2 or even a little above $2, our coal plants are more expensive to run than our natural gas plants. So straight up economics has taken us to where we are now. In other words, producing power at the least cost that we can with our existing assets has really reduced the amount of coal that we've been burning. But we also know going into the futures, there's the risk of CO2 regulations that are going to make our units even less economical. And then you have the additional pressure of investors and bankers and people that we rely on to provide us money to serve our customers. So for all those reasons, in the best interest of our customers, we're moving away from coal. Darcy, can you go a little bit more into the investor piece that Paul's been talking about and why investors care so much about our generation and being driven by fossil fuels? Sure, absolutely. Good morning. 
So as everyone knows, AEP relies on investors to provide financing to help us grow the business. So right now, AEP has a 5 to 7% long-term earnings growth rate, and that's underpinned by our robust five-year, $37 billion capital expenditure program. And as Paul said, we're relying on our investors to help support that growth. And what investors are looking at right now um, is the economics and then overall climate change. Climate change is definitely a defining um, issue of our time. AEP, our position is that there are changes occurring to the climate, and we need to stay up with those changes. We've all experienced extreme weather conditions and across our service territory, whether it's heat, drought, intense, and more frequent hurricanes. While the focus on climate change needs to be on cutting these gas emissions, these greenhouse gas emissions, as we know, and as Paul mentioned, there's the human, the employee and customer toll, as well as that economic toll that, that Paul discussed. So when I get calls from investors, what they're looking for is where is the company going to stay up with these changes from an economic and climate change perspective? They want to know the pace of the transition and how is AEP doing? And as everyone knows, we recently, earlier this year, set new carbon emission reduction goals of 80% by 2030 and then net zero emissions by 2050. So they want to look at that pace and see what you're investing to get us there. They're looking at potential financial risks. They are owners of the company, and they want to know what is the impact of possibly retiring some of our fossil fuel units early. They want to look at reliability risks. What's the reliability risk to the entire system as we move forward? Are we, are we going too fast? Are we going too slow as we transition from coal into renewables? And then they also look at our relationships with regulators, of course, we're in a regulated business, and they look at the public policymakers to make sure that we're arriving at the best answers and solutions for our customers and environments. So, you know, our overall journey to a clean energy future is going to be complex, it's going to be steady, and it's going to be a measured approach. And that's what investors are looking at, to make sure that we have planned accordingly. Do you think investors will become more aggressive in their expectations of AEP and AEP's adoption of renewable energy in the coming years? Most likely they will, and what we need to remember is a lot of the movement to clean energy, it's coming from an international perspective. It's coming from Europe. They're, they're more advanced in their journey than the United States is. And what we have to remember is there's a portion of our investor base here at AEP that is international. So when we look at our international investors and our, our U.S.-based investors, what we have to realize is they are being held to certain thresholds. So what I mean by that is... From an international perspective, and I'm, I'm talking mostly about Europe and Australia, investors there are getting aggressive and more aggressive than U.S. with those clean energy goals. And a lot of their companies are setting criteria. And if they don't invest in companies that meet certain criteria related to coal, they're going to divest. And so I'm going to give you a couple examples that are real live, hot off the press. In the last couple of weeks, we received a, a note from a company based out of Europe. They uh, contacted us and wanted to talk, and they wanted to understand where we are in our position in coal, want to make sure they understand our journey to renewables. And if we don't meet certain thresholds, they indicated in their note that they were going to divest in AEP. They own about a half million shares. So multiple members of Paul's team, Charles Patton's team, my team, we met with the investor, and we successively had a discussion with them talking about our journey over the next 10 years and where we've been over the last 10 years. And based on the results of that discussion, they've added us to their approved investment list. So that's, that's great news. Another example, just a couple weeks ago, an Australian company, same discussion, because they're being held to certain standards that they can't invest in companies that have certain coal thresholds. And what I mean by that is most investors are looking at what percentage of our coal is generating revenues and what percentage of our coal is part of our rate base. And our numbers are 
pretty low and are meeting those thresholds. So it's just taking those conversations, meeting with investors and making sure they understand, hey, our data is out there and we are moving with this change to a clean energy future. Investors a big piece, customers also another big piece. So Toby, let's talk about how customer preferences and concerns about where their energy comes from have changed. Uh, definitely be glad to talk about that. There's been a shift uh, over the years that we've seen, you know, where there's been more focus on renewables and partly for two reasons. Our customers see that the climate's changing and there's risk to that. And then as we look, even over the last 12 months, and you see the impact of the pandemic that we're working hard to come out of as a nation, as a globe, but you can even see large customers uh, greening basically their processes, greening their businesses. And and it's going to, it's basically becoming a requirement. So we have residential customers all the way up to large uh, industrial customers, all of which are interested in the transition. A lot of us around the economics, a lot of it, those same businesses have the same pressures of their investors, expect them to have a more sustainable business model. So uh, it's driving our customers to do that. So if our customers do it, we're a, and for a lot of those customers, we are a big part of the input into their product or service. So they're looking to us to do the same thing. And so we're, you know, we're working to grow. We're going through an integrated resource planning process, not only here at INM, but across AEP, which shows that just due to the economics, we will be putting in more renewable energy. And quite frankly, that's just what customers expect. The cities that we serve, there's a big focus on that. We serve a lot of universities, a big focus on sustainability. So it has really shifted, especially in the last five years, but I've seen it accelerate um, uh, since the pandemic started uh, more than I've seen in the last uh, combined parts of my career here at AEP. So it's, it's moving and it's, it's an expectation. That's interesting that you've seen more changes during the time of the pandemic, because I, I think that a lot of employees would say that as well. It seems like during these past almost 14 months, there's been a huge bump at AEP and renewables. Do you have any idea is this one of those things where it's it's actually been happening for 15 years and it didn't happen overnight or did this more seem to come about overnight i would say it just put more intense focus on it and by that i mean when you start to hear major uh, automobile manufacturers shifting to largely an electric future right well there's a lot in at least in INM service territory, a lot of our customers, right, we do a lot, we supply a lot of manufacturers. They also supply to the big three and even international automotive companies. So as everybody's beginning to shift their focus, and then you see how much a pandemic can impact the global supply chain and how that impacts business and certainly people's lives and health, of course. But it's really just put a focus on the climate's changing, we need to really focus on that and the economics, quite frankly, of the alternative resources are changing and they continue to get more cost effective. And it really is just a big shift when people have seen how susceptible we are uh, as a globe. And so I've just seen a major shift and I think it's just it's really a focus and a recognition of the size of the issue we're facing in the world with with respect to how climate change is advancing and how that impacts business. And right, those businesses are how we all basically make a living to take care of our families and loved ones. So all those things together, 
have really driven that focus uh, from what we've seen here at INM, especially in the last 12 months. And we talk a lot about numbers when it comes to fossil fuel and renewables. And it's important to remember that there are people attached to those numbers. We have a lot of employees who still work at coal plants. So Paul, what's going to happen to our employees who work in those areas? Yeah, it, it is all about our people. AEP is not power plants, it's not even transmission lines or distribution poles. AEP is its people. That is, that is the resource. That is what makes AEP AEP. The thing about our people is our mission is the same. Our mission is to provide safe, reliable, low-cost power. That's not changing. How we do that has to change because of the things we spoke about before. And we still need all our folks to provide that service to our customers. When I think about where we're going in the future, it's gonna take different skill sets, right? We're gonna, we're gonna use renewables, we're gonna use solar, we're gonna use wind, we're gonna use new technologies that we don't even know about yet. We're gonna have a much more diverse grid. So there's tremendous opportunity within AEP. We're still spending six to seven billion dollars a year building things to take care of our customers. We have tons of work and opportunity within AEP. It's just gonna be different. It's not gonna be at a coal plant, it's gonna be other opportunities elsewhere within the corporation. And so what we're doing is recognizing that we got this very large transition. And I recognize that this is people's lives. You know, they have families, they have communities that they live in. And the challenge for us is going to be the opportunity is going to be there, but it may not be in the same location that they're in now. And so, for example, at Perky in Hallsville, Texas, there's probably not a whole lot within Hallsville, Texas that we're going to have in terms of opportunity. We've already had people move from Perky to elsewhere in the corporation doing other things. Several people have already done that. We're gonna to continue to work with people because here's the bottom line, and this is from Nick Aikens on down, a recognition that if we have someone who comes to work and works safely, who follows the culture playbook, who's just a really good solid employee, I would much rather take that person, that asset, and provide them some new skills rather than go out to the street and take a chance on someone who I don't really know who they are. And so our, our goal is to retain as many of those posts from those plants and find other opportunities within the corporation. And like I said, there's a it's a huge, dynamic, growing field within our business. There's tremendous opportunity out there. We just have to work with folks to help them see how their skill sets map to maybe new jobs or maybe to something they're interested in but need to get a new set of skills to do that. We're starting at Perky. We'll have more details on exactly what that program looks like, but we will work with people to help them find other roles within AEP. The challenge is, the hard part's going to be that they're probably going to have to move. By chance, do you have any examples of what kind of jobs we see coal plant employees transitioning into? Sure. We've had uh, INC techs go in and be uh, control techs within transmission. We've had them move into distribution. Uh, we've moved some people to other plants. That, that was our go-to move. We have a, actually a pretty good track record of enabling people that wanted to stay with the company to find other jobs. Very, very few people have we had like severances with because they've been able to move to other jobs. The challenge for us now is we used to be able to move into other power plants. Well, we're shutting down a lot of power plants and solar farms and, and wind farms don't take a whole lot of people to run them. And so we're going to have to move into other areas. When you think about what our system's going to look like 10 years from now, by the way, you know, I, I say that like I know exactly what it's going to look like, but I bet you if you brought in 10 CEOs and asked them what's the system going to look like 10 years from now, you would get 15 different answers. Okay, so, so 
it's pretty undefined right now, but we do know that it's going to be a much more dynamic environment. You're going to have two-way power flow where the customers have electric vehicles, they have solar panels, they may have a micro turbine, they'll have batteries, and all those things need to talk to one another. And the system's not built for that right now, it's built for one-way flow. So there's tremendous investment that's going to happen in the utility industry. Trillions of dollars are going to get invested in the utility industry, and we will be a big part of that. And so there's tremendous opportunity. And people need to move in those skill sets, and we're working with folks at Perky and elsewhere. And, you know, Walsh is already, we already have a 2028 retirement date, Perky's in 2023. So we're building the programs that help people transition. But we've already had people transition to uh, various jobs within the distribution and transmission organization. One question that I always like to ask at the end of an interview is, what else do you think I should know about this topic? Or what do you think people should know about this? I th- I don't know if it's something I would say you should know. What I would say is don't be afraid. Have confidence. Um, you work for a company, and I work for a company. I'm an employee of AP, just like, just like the folks at our power plants. We work for a company that actually cares about them. And this is a difficult transition, but we'll make it together. And I think there's tremendous opportunity for those that are interested and, and willing to be a little bit flexible and a little bit agile. We're not going to leave you alone. We're going to work with you to get where you need to go. And also know that I understand that we're talking about people's lives, people's families. And we will give you as much notice as we can so that you'll have all the time in the world to make your decisions about where you want to go. And we'll work with you, help you understand what your opportunities are. And I would just add that, as Paul noted, there's a lot of uncertainties about the current times we're in and moving towards a clean energy future, the technology, the resources, the pace, the cost of this transition. But as we evolve, AEP is committed to that clean energy future and engaging all of our stakeholders, inclusive of employees, customers, and investors. And, you know, our efforts to invest in infrastructure and to improve reliability and resiliency of the energy grid of the future, it's essential and will overcome any challenges that come our way. So it is an exciting time here at AEP. You know, what I've told my team, this is the only time in my career, uh, which has been a while now, <laughs> that I've been able to be a part of something. And and like Paul said, be able to step out and really be able to create the future. Um, and we are going to do that. We are doing that. It's sometimes it's hard to see because it's one step at a time. And we're, we're working through the transitional items. Uh, and we're doing that well. I just, you know, tell my team and uh, we're excited. I mean, we're rebuilding the system, uh, which hasn't been done in, you know, the better part of a century. We're rebuilding it smarter, more flexible, more interface with customers and cleaner. That just, for me, is, is just really exciting. That doesn't downplay, you know, some of the risks or the anxiety would change. But this, we really are at a time of significant change. But I just see that it's full of opportunity. And we're going to be there. AEP has the history that we have made things happen for over 100 years. And we're going to do it again. So and I'm, I'm, that just makes me glad to be part of a company that, you know, does the right things for the right reasons to serve our customers and serve our investors. And we do it well. And, you know, I'm looking forward to it. And that's a great note to end on. So, Paul, Toby and Darcy, thank you for joining me. OK, thank you. Bailey. Thanks, Bailey. Thank you. Is there something happening at AEP that you'd like to know more about? Send us an email at podcast at AEP.com and we'll check it out. Thank you for listening and stay safe.